Welcome to Material, a show about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay FM network. I'm one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmin Avian, and joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, tech columnist Andy Anako. Hello. And app developer Russell Ivanovich. Hey, hey. You're more than, uh, you know, just, just a tech columnist and an app dollar. You guys are so much more than that, but that's just like the general dress. And we want to welcome <laughs> all of our new All About Android listeners. Uh, last year, I was on All About Android, which was a super awesome treat for me because as a, you know, devout Android fan, All About Android has been one of the podcasts that I've always kind of kept up with and listened to. So being on the show was kind of a, was like a bucket list item that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> You look at you look for it's it's always fun when somebody new enters into like that uh, like a, a, the, when you have the three stooges but then you have like the guy who always plays the judge or the guy who always plays the lawyer you know because you have these three people but then this other sort of new sort of solid person comes into the triumvirate and sort of changes the alchemy so that was a lot of fun to watch. It was it was so much fun, and I remember watching it in like the Gina Trapani days when she was on there. She was kind of a someone that I really look up to um, in this industry, and so uh, I, I I didn't get to talk to Gina, but one day, maybe one day. I know Russell, <laughs> you've been on the show and you've been able to talk to Gina before. Yeah, although I was I was in the studio, I think, and Gina was on one of the televisions, but I still hugged the TV and took a selfie with her. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gina, if you're listening, I also. Uh, not to take away from that, because I did watch the live stream, Yasmin, and it was awesome. Well represented of uh, Real AFM and our show. But just by coincidence, on the way into work today, I was playing um, Daily Tech News Show. Great Tom Merritt podcast, um, you know, getting a Daily Tech News. And who should appear on there, Andy, but your good self? Indeed, yes. I have. I had a triple header today where it was finished Mac Break <laughs> Weekly, had five minutes to get up and refill my water bottle and then come back to for uh, for, for this for the second show. Uh, and because we're, sh- we're doing uh, an hour earlier, it was like, oh, I, we, today would be a really good time to have like two hours, which uh, two or three hours where I don't have to talk or listen, but... I'll, I'll, you'll, you'll get me not at the, not at the top of my game. It's my enthusiasm, enthusiasm for this group that will buoy me through for the next hour. And Russell, you were actually on a podcast from one of our listeners. I mean, we're, we're, we're just really spreading the good news and material everywhere. Uh, actually, Russell, I know that you were on a podcast and the person found, I don't know if they found out through you of, because of material, but it, they're fans of pocket casts and they kind of, you talked a little bit about material. So, you know, we want to welcome all those new listeners from uh, different podcast uh, shows that you're watching. We welcome you. I, the, the fun part about coming on AAA, uh, AAA, that's all about Android, <laughs> AAA, um, is that so before the show, so yesterday, or yesterday, last week we recorded material podcast and it was like literally back to back and we had to record early so I can be on all about Android. And so uh, it was, it wasn't captured on this, but it was like really sweet because Andy, you know, Andy does video podcasts all the time. And he, you know, does, he's been on the Twit Network and he has a show on there. So he was giving me some feedback like, oh, hey, if you move, you know, your Skype window to the top where your camera is, then it looks like you're actually staring at them, not you're not staring off to the side and yada, yada. So uh, anyways, that was a really fun thing. So I was like, oh, I never would have thought of that. So it was kind of fun to have Andy give me some tips, especially since his background is behind me. <laughs> have you changed your lighting too? Because your lighting this week is much better. It was uh, good last oh, week, was but it? this week. But no, no, no I didn't. 
<laughs> I didn't turn on the backlight, maybe. Uh. <laughs> so I shouldn't have done that. Oh well. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's see this this is the this is the fun of like this new work that we all have to do. It's like we did we can't move into a space that's designed for video and also we don't have like five grand to do it properly. So we're all just trying to figure out what's the least amount of money we can spend using the least amount of actual practical experience to get the most professional looking effects. <laughs> and so the yeah, so <laughs> everything you see in my setup, everything you see in everybody's setup is the best that we can do with the money that we had and the lack of experience that we had. And every, and you'll see if you if you look at my podcast, my when we started doing video, like every single week it's got a little bit better as it took like 4 weeks to realize that oh, if I were to shut that one window that where the sun keeps like glaring off and keeps causing shadows that move over the course of 2 hours, oh, it's a lot of effort to simply to close that curtain, but maybe it'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, I I suffer through not turning on the air conditioning when I work, and I live in Arizona, so it gets pretty hot. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep that up during when it gets like hotter in June and July, but um, for now, for now, I'm suffering just for the good sound. But it was a lot of fun, so we want to welcome all the new listeners that are listening in. Um, and I know people are getting tired of the nutties discussion. Look, I understand that you really just want all the nutties and you're actually really just hungry. And that's why you want us to stop talking about them. But I have to share this quick story really quick. Um, one of my coworkers is actually from India and she's been in the States for four months and we've been uh, carpooling together. And I was like, Hey, uh, do you know what nutties are? <laughs> she goes, what? <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, nutties aren't really like a candy in India. We just, you know, um, and then I had to show her a picture. She's like, oh, Cadbury. Yeah, you know, the, the nutties aren't really that popular, but, um, you know, we, we know the chocolate. And I was like, oh, OK. So I was thinking that maybe the, the, the candy was so popular that that's why, Andy, you couldn't find it because everyone was hoarding it. But it turns out I don't think it's that popular in India. So if I give these to Sundar, he might just be like, why in the world is she giving me these nutties? So I don't think he would know what the nutties are from. Well, on the, speaking as someone who's going to be 3,200 miles away at the time, I still think you should go ahead and do it. Because it, if anything, <laughs> if anything, it means that like instead of like hundreds of people at Google I.O. thrusting nutties at him, you're going to be the one person. <laughs> you, you're going to be the one person that's in the know, that has the insider stuff about how I know that not everybody in India likes this candy. But I think that you are part of the 1% of the 1%, not just economically, but also Cadbury-ically. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. You should so definitely maybe, do that maybe and tell me how it turns out. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, exactly. I'll do it and then I'll, and then I'll have to tell you. <laughs> so yeah, we're pretty excited for Google I.O. Um, Google just had a new announcement. It was actually last week. Uh, Rick Osterlo from Motorola, who, so he was a part of Motorola and it was actually at Google when uh, Google bought out Motorola. And then, you know, Motorola got sold to Lenovo and he went over there and then he was only he was there for I don't know if it was a year or a couple of months, but then he left Lenovo and we're all kind of like, what is going to happen next? And now he is a part of Google and he is the VP in charge of hardware devices. Yeah, that's Ooh. that's pretty cool. Particularly, we're talking we're talking for a couple of weeks now about how there is a certain amount of 
no confidence being shown in Tony Fidel as somebody who could lead the, the home consumer hardware market at Google in that every time you see the words Tony Fidel in a news piece, the word beleaguered is either close in front or close behind it. Uh, and so given that Rick's uh, portfolio is pretty much like the entire Nexus, uh, all the Nexus phones, uh, Nexus tablets, also Chromecast, the Pixel C, uh, the OnHub, uh, even Google Glass, uh, all the advanced technology stuff that's uh, unrelated unrelated to VR because VR uh, is, of course, uh, under a different division. But Project Aura is under Ostelo's uh, new hardware division. So basically everything except for Nest uh, that, that could be shipped in a box is now under uh, Rick Ostelo. So Tony Fidel still has Nest, still has the one and a half or two and a half products that are still being made by Nest. But it really does feel like he's like uh, Rick is being installed as the new czar of hardware. Um, and uh, I've had some uh, meetings with him uh, when he was at Motorola, and he really struck me as a really cool, knowledgeable, the guy who will, who knows the engineering, but also will understand why they're making a certain product and why they made change A instead of change B. Uh, and I'm really keen to see at Google I.O. if they give him uh, if Google gives them that sort of marquee spot inside this two-hour presentation, which would be sort of like the, the his debutante ball, saying that not only is he uh, a part of the uh, part of the new uh, corporate structure, but we are we want to make him the face that you associate with quality Google hardware. Which is, it's it's I, I got to admit that it's a lot like looking at the in the old Soviet Union days, looking at like the May Day parade pictures, saying, "Okay, is the commissar of wheat production?" five chairs away from Brezhnev this year? Because last year he was only two chairs away from Brezhnev. I bet that means that he's on the way out. <laughs> it's, you know, I I was, I before we found out that he was taking over hardware, uh, I think it was like a couple of weeks before we got the news that Regina Duggan, who was the lead running the ATAP program, which is Advanced Technologies and Projects Lab at Google, had left to go run hardware for Facebook. And I was super bummed of that news because the ATAP session at Google I.O. last year was my absolute favorite, just to see all the different fun technologies that they were doing. And even just the presentation itself was just like pretty amazing uh, and, and immersive out of all the presentations that are at I.O. That one was possibly the best because you had all these like surround screens that you got to experience this movie and then you got to it was just like learn so much of the cool technology like uh, Project Card, which is the the clothing that has like the sensors built in so you could in theory you know take or interact with your phone or any other device via your clothing and all these uh, fun things so when I heard she was, when I heard she left, I was super, super bummed, um, and, and I still am bummed. And it'll be interesting to see what Facebook kind of comes out with that. But you know, having the person that was leading Motorola, you know, uh, we're all big fans of like the Moto X. And although the Blast rendition, we're not so excited about. But like before that, all the fun stuff that they did with Moto X and the fact that they're actually bringing that in house, uh, that's that's got me excited. I think that's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think you're right, Andy. There's there's definitely if you if you're reading the tea leaves and you're looking at it, you're, you're seeing Tony Fidel over in, you know, Nestland and it's all beleaguered and it's, you know, memes and it's bad press articles. And then suddenly you have this new installation. You're like, "Hey, here's here's this guy and he's in charge of, you know, this hardware, not Nest, not Nest, but you know, all this other hardware that we make." And at one level, you can see, okay, someone left from the ATAP team, so there had to be like a little bit of a restructure. You know, we've got to get someone else in. But they've really created a new sort of all-encompassing position here, and I think that's interesting. And I, 
I do wonder if I'm Tony Nest, uh, Tony Nest, <laughs> that's a cool name, if I'm Tony Fidel and I'm sitting in my office, uh, the, the writing's probably on the wall. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on your favorite job website, you know, there in America looking for uh, other jobs because you've got to think that, you know, if this goes well, if you start to see um, Ostello on stage and, and that sort of thing, that probably, you know, Tony Fidel's days there at Nest might actually be, you know, numbered. Yeah, if, if it's any consolation to him, that's exactly what Apple did to Steve Jobs. They put him on this little they – let, they let him be in charge of the Lisa project and kept him far, far away from the profitable Apple II division. And look what happened to him. He became far, far more Steve Jobsy than he ever could have if he were still at Apple. Um, but I, I got I got to ask you, Yasmin, what, what do you think about – I, I hadn't thought about Regina Dugan before uh, in regards to this announcement. Is it? Do you think it's in any way significant that if they were going to make this big change, they didn't just say, hey, Regina, you're doing such a good job at ATAP. We'd like you to run all of hardware. I mean, there's, there are a lot of reasons why anybody could do anything. It's possible if Facebook simply said, we, we, we have no hardware division. We'd like you to spin it up from ground zero. Uh, or it's possible that they had been uh, wooing other people since before then. But that I'd never thought before that actually, you know, she probably she would be another one at the top of my list if I were to spend a lot of time thinking about it. Yeah, um, it, yeah, that that is something that I kind of like. Oh, what what happened internally? Obviously, you know, you don't usually leave a place unless it's a really good offer that you can't pass. Um, one thing to consider is that she was advanced, you know, or she was a part of all the advanced technologies and projects lab, and so a lot of the stuff was very much um, not necessarily theory, but T it was just Tomorrowland, yeah. Exactly. It's... Very Tomorrowland, whereas the new, as uh, what, what's his, sorry, his, his name just, I know we're talking about him, Rick, um, it, he created, you know, the Moto X that we love. And it's something, a product that people can actually use and actually sell. And we kind of saw this shift in the, in some of the stories that we've been covering is that Google is trying to say, hey, that's awesome. How can we make money now instead of <laughs> money in 10 years or things? You know, we're, obviously, they're still wanting to encourage all that um, fun lab and Tomorrowland thinking that, that Google is well known for. But I think they're also saying, how can we actually make money within the hardware? And so I don't know, maybe, maybe they just that's, that's kind of how they saw it or who yeah. knows? I mean, I also I'm also thinking about uh, uh, at the time. Remember how uh, Google had raised a few eyebrows about saying, "No, no, no! I know that we own Motorola, but it's a totally separate unit." And there's like walls and moats and sharks, sharks that are riding <laughs> crocodiles, separating Motorola from Google. But I do know from people inside of Google that there was a lot of crosstalk between those two companies. That they, they Motorola definitely had a serious advantage over all other handset makers. That wasn't just you know they have they have the inter internal uh, phone directory there was a lot of like people inside google actively working on motorola projects so it's possible maybe it's possible that rick was actually sort of already the de facto head of uh google uh, google phones when he was the head of motorola back when google was uh, google owned uh, motorola so i mean we, we can never know but that's it's interesting set of what ifs isn't it yeah, there's also this constant tension between you've got Google who makes Android, uh, an operating system that they give out to to manufacturers, you know, like Samsung and, and others to to build on top of, and this constant desire for Google to make their own hardware. Like you see it sometimes, you know, with the Pixel, with the OnHub, with the with the Chromebooks and that sort of thing. And it's it's always that thing. People say, oh, you know, Google can't make their own hardware because they're going to upset, you know, the Samsungs of the world. I mean, if I was Samsung and I'm sitting there like, oh, hey, we're we're partners. Like, what is this premium handset that you're making? 
And you, you got to think that that one day, just one day, Google are going to, you know, there's going to be enough force, you know, behind all the different people that are inside Google saying, we've got to make our own stuff, you know, for the X, Y, and Z reasons, it'll be, you know, better quality, it'll be more pure, it'll be this, it'll be that. Um, you got to think that one day, you know, and it looks like it could be coming that, you know, some, something will just tip, you know, that you've got the, the scale there and it'll just tip a little bit more into the, you know, Google making their own hardware category. And then boom, you know, suddenly you've got Pixel phones, suddenly you've potentially got other hardware products, you know, from Google. Yeah, well, there's really nothing that they can't do right now. So hopefully this is a full hardware division and not just, hey, we decided that we're going to take phones a little bit more seriously. Um, speaking of hardware, though, uh, just a quick wrap up. Uh, wrap up. I, uh, we was talking, I was talking a couple of weeks ago about how I've been experimenting with updating my old iPod Hi-Fi with a Chromecast audio. Uh, this is part of my huge spring cleaning I'm doing in the house, in the office, and I dragged out my iPod Hi-Fi. That was the that was the, the little stereo, the big stereo dock that Apple came out with, uh, introduced by Steve Jobs himself, saying, well, I'm, I've actually thrown away all my stereo equipment and everything. The only stereo equipment I have in my house now is this iPod iPod Hi-Fi, like, okay, we totally believe that, Steve. <laughs> um, but it's been in my closet for a while, and then I was also going through drawers, and I still had the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, I still had the uh, Chromecast Audio plugged one into the other, and oh my God, what a great solution that is. Uh, the, it reminded me that the iPod Hi-Fi is way too good a pair of speakers not to use, and the Chromecast Audio is, works way better than any of the Bluetooth adapters that I had been using for various things. So definitely for 35 bucks, uh, it integrates so well, even with iOS devices, and it will take whatever really good pair of speakers, even those sub, uh, subset pairs you might have uh, in a closet somewhere, and it, make, it will become your best pair of kitchen speakers, your best pair of uh, kids' room speakers ever. So it's good to get some of the money back that you have spent on technology that's now just displacing oxygen. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And I also know, you know, Sony's come out with some new um, Google Car speakers. Uh, I believe Philips already makes them. There's, there's a whole bunch of companies that have adopted this standard. And I, when I first saw it, I'm like, is this something Google's going to abandon in, you know, in a month's time or a year's time? We're never going to see it again. Like, should we even support this as as software developers? But that standard definitely seems to be going places. And I, I agree with Andy, you know, you get yourself a $35 Chromecast you plug it into whatever, you know, amazing stereo that Steve Jobs has has ordained that, you know, you should use and boom, you know, your, your sound's coming out everywhere. And this episode of Material is brought to you by IT Pro TV. Do you have a career plan set in motion? Whether you're looking to start a career in IT or already working in the field, certifications and credentials are key to getting a job or promotion. IT Pro TV's mission is education through engagement with up-to-date high-quality video content and access to the most important tools you need for certification. IT Pro TV includes over 1,000 hours of content with 50 hours being added each week. Stream live and on-demand worldwide to your Chromecast, Roku, PC, or mobile device. Plus, IT Pro TV is now available on the Amazon Fire TV and 4th Gen Apple TV. So anywhere that you have a device connected to your TV, you will be able to see it. IT Pro TV offers many Google-specific courses like Google Apps for Work Administrator, Google Groups for Business, Managing Google Drive Storage, and more. IT Pro TV is now offering new courses in Cloud Plus and Active Directory in Azure. All courses are transcribed, watched from start to finish, or jump to the part you're looking for. There's just one low monthly subscription price with a no-hassle cancellation policy. If you're studying with a book or enrolled in a certification or technical degree program, this is a fantastic supplement to learn on your own pace and track your progress, and it's much cheaper than boot camp. If you're... 
If you're a working IT pro, this is ongoing resource. You need to keep your skills current. Check out itpro.tv forward slash material to upgrade your brain with the most popular IT certifications. Premium subscriptions are normally $57 a month or $570 per year, but we have a special offer for you. If you try it for free for seven days when you sign up using the code material30 to check out their courses, live stream, and more. You'll also receive 30% off your lifetime of your account. That's less than $40 per month or $399 for the entire year. We want to thank so much IT Pro TV for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. Thank you very much. Now, uh, this is going to be another one of those deathless well, we're going to, I'm going to, one of us is going to describe something that we see in, uh, in the Skype chat that of course the listeners cannot see. First thing I saw when, when I, uh, when we <laughs> got on, on chat, Russell, not only he, he's shaven, he's gotten a haircut. If I'm not mistaken, that's a brand new pocket cast golf shirt with a brand new embroidered logo. It's almost <laughs> as if he's gotten himself all perfumed and pretty to meet Google executives at Google IO next week. <laughs> oh, I don't, Andy. I don't professional now <laughs> you've seen you've seen right through me andy um i, I have this thing that uh, I, I liked i'm scared of the u.s border i'm gonna be honest with you your, your country terrifies me just just a little bit so i have oh, this us, us too us, believe me sometimes <laughs> us too and we're so much closer to it than you are <laughs> i bet i bet i have this ritual i go through uh about three days before i leave i you know i shave my beard you know clean off just just gone you know i get a haircut i try and make myself look respectable you know i'm, a, I'm an it professional i'm not like a you know a hipster with a huge like hipster beard and i it i don't know if this is just superstition but i've crossed the border no problems like every time so hopefully the u.s government isn't listening and they let me in again and it's funny you should mention this because i'm i'm super excited andy it is Today is Wednesday here in Australia. In two days' time, I get on an airplane and I come to the USA. You know, it's like all those movies where, you know, this poor little guy from this little country you've never heard of comes from the US and it's Christmas time in Google land. It is Google I.O. And I believe this year, Yasmin, you'll be joining us. Yes, I will be joining you this year um, like I did last year. And so I'm really, really excited uh, for for many, many reasons. As uh, you know, last year is when I, I met Russell. And then, you know, a few weeks later, we kind of all connected with, with Andy, me, Andy, and Russell. And we connected and started Material. So it, it's kind of the the kickoff for a lot of things. And I know Material was already in, in full swing uh, even before Google I.O. But it was kind of a, at least for me, it was kind of a, a big part in that. So I'm pretty excited just because it'll be my second time going. So, but the, the difference is that it's going to be at a different uh, location. It's going to be at the Shoreline Amphitheater and Mountain View, where before it was um, in San Francisco. So it does feel kind of like a first time experience because I really don't know what I'm getting myself into because, you know, it's going to it's going to be a whole different commute um, into into Mountain View because I'll be staying in San Francisco. So uh, it's kind of like a new experience. So I'm just checking yeah. as the non-American here. I bought a giant foam hand. I've got my USA, USA chant like ready. Is that is that what I need for this conference? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> some sort of foam, giant oversized foam finger uh, uh, with some sort of positive uh, message is usually a, usually a good idea. Oh, like go team or yay local sports team or something like that, yeah? Mm. I, just, I just had a thought though. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a bummer for everyone who's flying all the way halfway across the world that instead of spending a week in San Francisco, you're spending a week in Mountain View, California. Lovely, lovely town, but it, last I checked, it does not have an iconic bridge uh, spanning a beautiful bay of, uh, with uh, convicted murderers uh, stranded on an island underneath you. 
Um, but it, it it suddenly occurred to me just just by all the times we've been saying Mountain View in the past five minutes. You know that Google self-driving cars, they have permits to operate them in Mountain View, California, because they own that town. They do not have permits to operate them in San Francisco. So maybe, I, don't, I wouldn't say that that's the reason why they're having it in Mountain View, but I bet that as soon as that was the, as soon as someone suggested that as a, why don't we just do it close to home, they could say, oh, that means that we could just have fleets of self-driving cars everywhere. I know there are some people that think that Moscone, uh, that, that Google just didn't plan in advance and that Moscone is really hard to book. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if I fall, I fall for that. I, maybe it could be very possible because there's actually another event that's scheduled at that same time um, as Google I.O. And yes, that could be potentially possible. But I think, honestly, Google is really going to show off the, the self-driving car. And because they actually can do that in Mountain View, they're going to be able to do that because it's going to be a whole different environment. There's going to be like a parking lot area and they really couldn't show that off in Moscone. Like I know they had the Android auto um, within like on the, on the top level. So yes, you can bring in cars, but you can't really get in them or drive them. Um, you know, you could get in the, the cars that ran Android auto, but and play with the interface, but that was kind of about it. So I think this allows them to have more fun with, with things like that. Um, but I could be completely wrong. I could just, they really could have just forgotten to book Moscone and now they had to move it to Mountain View. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that, that's what happens in a sitcom about, oh my God, you were supposed to book the church for the wedding. Why didn't you do that? I thought we could do it three days in advance. Well, that's what we're going to have to do. Yeah. Or it's, <laughs> See, the, the other thing is that maybe maybe this is sort of like tips the hand to uh, one of the big announcements. We've, we've been waiting for an announcement about Google Glass, or at least I have. Maybe they're going to do like Google Glass for the self-driving car because it has those like sort of anthropomorphic like headlights, just an enormous pair of Google Glass. <laughs> so the cars could like actually see notifications without taking their eyes off the road. <laughs> Also, it solved the battery problem because if you have a, if it's if it's as big as a as a car, there you go. You got about at least two shoebox fulls of, of AAA batteries ready for you. Or or the self driving quadcopter. You know, it's a one person thing. You get in, you sit down, and as long as you don't stick your arms out because you will get them cut off, I guarantee it, it. It's fine. It'll take you to exactly where you need to go. No traffic problems. No restrictions. Just <laughs> five minutes of battery life. Wor- so. I have one word for you. Ooh. Drones. Drones. So see, the, there's no, 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 these drones. Yes, mean. I'm, no, 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 I'm already on, scared of your country. You don't. You don't need to bring no. that word out. <laughs> no, this is this is going to happen. You know, Shoreline is a, is a big place, um, and there's going to require a lot of walking. Well, they're going to have drone stations, so you can be carried <laughs> from one location of the Shoreline Amphitheater to the other end of the Shoreline Amphitheater. So you don't have to walk around. The drones are just going to carry you around and take you all around. See, almost anything is almost anything is possible because where it's 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 like that scene in Back to the Future Part Two where Biff Tannen has taken over the entire town because because of his money. So we're going to be going to like Biff Tannen's view of Mountain View, where Google owns this town. No matter what they want to do, if they want to kill somebody on stage just to show they're serious about adoption of Android N, you know they can do that, and there'll be some inst- there'll be some investigation, but it will be a very quiet investigation. And there'll be a donation to some sort of fund that'll make it go away. I can't wait to see what happens when, you know, 
Do you know what? Shoot off as many confetti cannons as you want anywhere in the street. Fire t-shirt cannons, not even knowing where they're going to come down. Just do it in celebration. It will all work out fine because it's Mountain View and the amount of the amount of hassle you're going to create with a world full of drunken Yahoo, Google, and Android developers causing mayhem with drones and self-driving cars and, and Google Glass and basic open bar throw up is not as much as, as it's going to cost them to lose all that tax revenue. <laughs> I, I do wonder if there's at least one Google employee listening in their headphones, you know, right now, who's setting up Google Eye going, oh, really, guys? Really? You want, you want to hop No, no, go for it. I'm, I'm saying that would be great. I'm saying go run naked up and down the street, okay? And I'm just, well, okay, maybe, okay, only in front of an audience that is okay with seeing you, whether you're male or female, naked down the street. I'm saying that this is this is the time where it's this is spring break oh. and this is and Mountain View is the geek Fort Lauderdale for that entire week. There's an entirely different <laughs> set of rules. And and you know what? Because and because and here's the here's the here's the kicker. Because you're all gonna be posting your stuff on Google Plus, nobody will see those photos. <laughs> they will not come back to haunt you. It's Ride perfect. that Bambot, it does not matter. Bambot can take you anywhere. There Just you go. Uh... <laughs> Post it on Google Plus. I, you know, it's. Um, I know for sure it's, there's going to be a VR announcement, and I only say that because you know, the, all, uh, when you're looking at all the Google I/O events, there's this huge, huge focus on VR and Project Tango. So there's going to be some form of, uh, you know, blending the the virtual world and the physical world. So that's something that's gonna that's gonna take place. Whether when we kind of talked about it, like what could that be? Uh, there's so many different options. But one thing that um, I'm I'm hoping that I am just surprised because I think so. Last year. Google Photos uh, was announced, and I don't think anyone saw that coming. Or maybe, maybe some people did, but I didn't. I was, I was completely blown away. I was like, "Whoa, Google Photos is awesome!" And I was talking, uh, I was, I was having lunch with someone, and we were kind of talking about machine learning and kind of what that means. And I was saying how, because they were like, "Oh, there's no way that you can uh, face recognize like a child when they're really young and then they're older." And I was like, "Actually, with," uh, I said, "Actually, of course not." <laughs> Actually, uh, no, let I me said, tell you about. Actually, let me let me tell you about Google Photos. No, <laughs> but I was talking about Google Photos, and I said, you know, it it picked up my daughter. Uh, a picture, you know, my daughter is uh, five years old, and it picked up photos of when she was an infant. And sure, maybe it can be learning a lot of things. Like, hmm, this this uh, child is always with Yasmin and her husband, so maybe it's her, you know, child or something. So it, it learns. It, it did pick up some of that, but. It's amazing. I was like, because she looks completely different from, you know, what she looked like when she was born. And even when I look at pictures of, uh, you know, I clicked on my husband's face to search with them and it gave me photos of like when we were dating. And so uh, that uh, Google, Google Photos is, is probably one of those products that I was like, not at all expecting and they delivered and it just completely blew, blew me away and it's one of my favorite uh products that google has ever created so i hope there's uh something really really neat that they kind of bring out that i'm just like wow i was not expecting that and i'm actually going to use that product every day yeah i mean i'm, I'm the same <laughs> in fact i wish I, I wish i was playing the long game where i could have gone back in time and just had a whole bunch of other babies around me and just photographed them all just to see does does Google actually know what these babies look like when they get older or does it just know I have two kids and they're pretty much in all my photos and it's like, yeah, okay, we're, we're going to take a stab in the dark. <laughs> it's one of these things. The one thing I want to see huge improvements to, like outside of Android, obviously, which is where I work as a developer, is actually Google Now. Like I, I don't know about you two, but I feel like maybe two years ago when I when I first got into Google Now and I started using it, it was amazing. You know, I'd go on holidays and it'd give me recommendations it'd tell me where to go next. 
these days I feel like it, it hasn't stopped progressing, but it feels like it's not, you know, accelerating in the direction that I'd like it to be accelerating. Like the other day um, I went to a hardware store and, you know, I bought some stuff and then the next day it's like, hey, do you want to go back to the hardware store? I'm like, not not really. Like why would I go? And then two days later, you know, hey, it's 27 minutes to the hardware store. I'm like, thanks, like, I guess. And they started, you know, putting news stories in there and other things and you've got Now on Tap as well, which, again, I don't know about you two, Ugh. but it, now feels, on tap, terrible. It feels like it launched <laughs> and then it didn't really go anywhere. It's like, yeah. Now on tap is that product that had so much potential and went nowhere. Yeah. Like I, I, the idea of now on tap, when I first saw it, I was like, no way this is going to revolutionize like everything that I do on my phone. But half of the time it doesn't even, it's always like, hi, I'm sorry. We didn't find anything that was relative to what you had on your home screen. And so I, yeah. I, and I think that's, that's part of the, you know, the Google Now is not as, uh, it, it's still a great tool, but because at that time when it was, in, you know, when we first saw it coming out, we looked at it and we go, wow, look at all that information that it's mining and look at all the wonderful things that it's presenting to me. And that is like revolutionary in the, in the way that I don't have to input anything. It automatically is learning for me. And so I think maybe we just got a bit spoiled and we were expecting for even more smarter uh, integrations like that. And they haven't really come. But we're, I think the, the big thing that we saw is that I think feel like Google Now was the lead into so many of the cool things that we have right now, like Inbox, where it, you know, it's, it's learning so many things from your email and even uh, the Google Calendar integration, where if you get an, e an event emailed to you, Google Calendar is going to automatically import that if you give it the rights. It's, it, there's like a check mark that says, hey, would you like to input your automatically get events added to that? So a lot of that integration and I think a lot of the foundation that was in Google Now has been brought into the other products, which makes it amazing. But yes, in, in itself, the, the idea of Google Now, um, I, I really wish it does get an update as well. It's still really good for me. I, I, what I appreciate uh, over the past year is that it's much better at making a lot of guesses, but then being very polite about the guesses that it makes. It says, it'll, it'll throw up a card about a movie that I'm not terribly interested in. And then I'll say, well, we thought you were interested in this movie because you did a search for this, that, and the other. Is this item of interest to you? And if I say, well, actually, no, it isn't, it'll say, sorry, you will never see anything about this topic again. Sorry to bother you. Please enjoy the results of last night's Red Sox game. Uh, and if this it's the sort of, it really is the sort of feature where most of the uh, hitting you in the middle of a four, the forehead with a two by four wonderfulness of it happens the first month that you use it when you're just used to the idea of wonderful things are simply happening in the form of tiles on this page. And then after that, you it really is the subtlety of, well, now Feedly has decided to integrate with Google now. So now I'm seeing tiles from, from Feedly. And now here is a tile from my sous vide machine that's telling me that uh, this is uh, that uh, you don't have time to do this because your your, your steak is going to be ready in, in 43 minutes. Uh, and really, it's going to be that subtle things. But it finds that thing that is so personal to you that you can't possibly imagine would be a feature that they would be worth that would be worth deploying uh, to billions of people all over the world. That's when you really thank uh, the fact that you've got an Android phone in your pocket. Uh, so I, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to solve things like that. What, what I'm actually kind of interested in is if they continue to use machine learning as sort of the calling card of here is everything that makes us awesome that they're going to make they're going to make sure that every single demo is salted and peppered with here is how machine learning makes this thing work and how it's going to make it work even better uh, after we're finished after we've finished launching it uh, just as 
every time you look at uh, a major Apple keynote, they try to they really do hammer design. They really want to make sure that you understand how much thought they put into the shape of something and how it will interact with your hands and and things like that. I think that uh, we'll see the same sort of uh, hallmark next week where they're saying that if if there is if there, if we made a change to the shape of a button it is because we just, we've learned that this is how people work with this tool and we rolled out that upgrade and people are actually using it a lot more now uh, and I'm looking forward to the same sort of stuff that you were talking about Yasmin about about photos uh, photos is amazing to me because it really is I just get this little notification that said oh by the way it's been three in the three hours since you exposed these photos to the service we've done these 19 things that you can take a look at and maybe 16 of them are rubbish but three of them are oh I wish it I had thought of arranging them that way yes I will definitely take credit for that I think the most um, wonderful experience for me in terms of uh, how Google products have worked is when I am at a family event. So usually like for for Mother's Day, we went over to my sister-in-law's house and we all had different pictures that we were all taking throughout the event and we all have a family shared album, right? And so you you get those uh, photos shared and all that. And then the wonderful thing about Google Photos is that it does all this stuff automatically. So it can automatically create like a story of the videos and pictures and add some fun music to it. But the neat part is being able to Chromecast that video that Google Photos automatically created onto the big screen. So then all the family can see all the pictures and, and videos of that event. And I'm just thinking through the idea of like when my uncle, he used to have like this huge camcorder and he would record birthday parties. And uh, I think it would be until the next time we saw each other, he had to bring his like connection cord that connected the camcorder into the TV. And there was like all these cords and, oh, let's look at the event from the birthday party. And like, oh, oh, wow, that's, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the the fact that it's creating these awesome memories and I get to just stream them to via Chromecast to the TV um, at the party because that's how fast it is, is just amazing. Like that that's the that's real magic part for me. Yeah, they do a lot of stuff like that. All right, I'm going to throw a prediction out there because I, I think in this industry, like a lot of people tend to work on the same sort of things at around the same sort of time. And you've seen lately everyone's like bots this and bots that and like, um, you know, things being able to order things for you. And it, here's my prediction for one thing that they'll announce at Google I.O. is the Google Now Assistant or, or whatever it's called, the thing that you talk to, the little microphone, um, is going to get more integrations. So things like, you know, booking you flights, booking you hotel, all these stereotypical things, booking a hotel room, telling you how long to get between here and here and then renting you a car. I, I'm going to bet they announce some kind of API for that and maybe you know, four or five sort of launch partners that they have ready to go. Probably probably US only, unfortunately, but just the the assistant becoming um, even more than just giving you information, actually starting to reach out in, into the world and sort of planning things for you. Mm. Well, it's, I, I, I'm so excited about Google I.O., more so than... Uh, than uh, than Apple's WWDC because I, there, there's really so much that Google could announce, uh, both uh, subtle updates to things that we already have and things that are absolutely brand new. Whereas with Apple, we might get one kind of bombshell, but they would have laid the groundwork for that uh, pretty early on. Um, before we leave Google I.O., though, we have to – there's so many little things that uh, we're, we know are coming or that – are going to get us excited. Uh, Android N, which is not going to be terrible. I don't know. won't be terribly shocking because we have the developer preview uh, and all that. But it's interesting to me because it seems as though everything that they've shown us about Android N so far 
point to it's trying to make their create a credibility for for lack of a better word a, 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 an iPad Pro style Android tablet or even a uh, or even a uh, Android laptop what do you think uh, I think that's yeah that, that's almost a definite I, I do <laughs> I have a crazy prediction for that as well I don't think this is going to happen but um, Google announced that Vulkan support is an Android N. And for those of you that don't know, that's a new <laughs> that's a new graphics interface. You know, make everything faster and smoother, and you know, talk to lower level um, hardware stuff. And it's like I, Apple's I wish, Metal, yeah. Yeah, kind of kind of like Metal. It's basically like the, the open source version of that. And Apple, what they did on their side is actually rewrote all their window rendering and everything else in it. And if that doesn't mean anything to you, it just means the whole OS is is smoother, faster, uses less. Um, you know, CPU and RAM. I'm kind of hoping Google do the same thing on their side. That you know, they they get a team of engineers that have just been working away in the background, just rewriting all the the user interface code that displays stuff on the screen, just to you know rewrite all that in Vulkan and just make it silky smooth. Like I I don't know if if they'll be able to do that, but that would be amazing if they could pull that off. I don't think we're going to see any uh, hardware. Uh, that tablet or you know Chromebook hardware that gets uh, announced them. I think we're going to see some things on the software side for Android on that makes it uh, easier for tablets. Like we've already seen the multi uh, window and all that yeah. stuff. But I'm not sure we're going to get a hardware announcement from there. I think I, I think we are going to get hardware in terms of VR um, and possibly some other hardware items. But I'm not I'm not exactly sure on tablet and on Chromebook. I don't think they bring in a lot of money and a lot of people just are not that big into like buying tablets. Um, and I, I could be wrong. Maybe Google's just gonna be like, oh no, look at this awesome tablet that you actually want to use. But um, I'm not. Well, if, <laughs> no, even, no. even if they even if they don't make one themselves, if they brought Samsung out to say, and here is the here is the new here is the new Samsung Samsung Android based notebook that gets 800 hours on battery life and is about eight millimeters thin and has a full stroke keyboard. Uh, because when I look at the the multi-windowing support and uh, the fact that they're doing some even better improvements to uh, to doze mode. Uh, there's just so much. There's so much they're enabling for another new generation of hardware that even if even if they decide that it's not in their best interest just to get back into the tablet game or to, to decide that we're going to do the Pixel C and that's pretty much all we're ever going to do, uh, there's just so much they should show off. There also there's also um, you you uh, Yasmin you were talking earlier about how they got all these cryptic session titles in, invoking VR. <laughs> there's also uh, a session called What's New with Project Tango. And this could be just my years of reading <laughs> pre-event uh, uh, session titles to think the implication is what's new with Project Tango now that we've released our new Nexus phone that is completely Project Tango based and given you <laughs> and, and finally shown you everything that Android N can do with 3D sensors on a phone. Uh, so I don't know if again I don't know if there's going to be new hardware like that, but that certainly got my uh, my, my antenna uh, turned to the turned to that that frequency. Also, Lenovo uh, is slated to uh, release their first uh, Tango phone in a month uh, from at their uh, their their San Francisco event early January. So I would certainly expect them to at least I don't know show it off. So they 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 got they got hardware knowing there's going to be OS support for something interesting. So I'm really keen to see what they do with Tango. That is not just a developer preview. Hey, we're going to throw this into the into the dog pile and see if you men and women who write code can do anything interesting with it. <laughs> well, we're 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 now we're now we're sort of stunned. So we'll it's it's all expectation at this point. Hopefully, we will uh, we will have expectations met next week. Even those of us who are staying uh, in the in the in the on, on the on the east coast. 
Let's but you know what would make me happy right now? Having some money to spend on burritos and pizza and silly things. And how do we get that? How, is there is, is something we could do right now for the next 30 seconds to one minute? That I'll tell you what, Andy. Put burritos in my pocket. Just for you, we can do this. It just so happens that while you were talking, I organized a second sponsor. And for this week, it is Curiosity Stream. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Curiosity Stream. Curiosity Stream is the world's first ad-free non-fiction streaming service. It's founded by John Hendricks, the founder of Discovery Communications. And some of the things you can expect are over 1,400 titles, over 600 hours of content. Uh, it's available in 196 countries worldwide, so none of these weird sort of regional restrictions. And you can get it on so many different platforms. You've got the web, you've got Roku, Android, iOS, Chromecast, Amazon Fire, Amazon Kindle TV, and Apple TV. And looking at that list, you know, if Google does something amazing VR, I wouldn't be surprised if you can get it there like in the future as well. They have a wide variety of science and technology content. They also have nature, history, many other topics, you know, that would probably interest our listeners. And they have just launched over 50 hours of 4K content. So if you're wondering what to do with your fancy 4K screen, you know, that you've just got into the office or you've got it at home, you can now watch that on Curiosity Stream as well. So in addition to documentaries, Curiosity Stream also has interviews and lectures. So let me just give you some of the highlights from their libraries. Uh, sorry, library. You've got Stephen Hawking's Universe, a, steer- a series where Stephen Hawking traces the history of astronomical theories and technology. Uh, you've got Next World featuring Michio Kaku talking about the future of technology, virtual reality, artificial intelligence, and other big technological questions. Uh, you've got the human face of big data. You've got the road to the singularity. I know that's some people's you know favorite topic. So Jason Silver, you know, runs you through that, and there's other experts on there as well, exploring the you know inevitable arrival of superhuman intelligence. And who knows, maybe that that will be brought on by Google. So let me tell you about the plans. Monthly and annual plans start at just two ninety nine per month, uh, which is less than a cup of coffee, or it's the cost of you know just one title on some competing platforms that we won't mention here. So. Check out curiositystream.com slash RelayFM. Use the promo code RelayFM during sign-up and you'll get unlimited access to the world's top documentaries and non-fiction series and you'll get it completely free for the first 60 days. That's two entire months free and that includes all the 4K content that I mentioned before. So again, curiositystream.com slash RelayFM. Put in your offer code RelayFM at sign-up and we want to thank CuriosityStream for supporting this show and all of RelayFM. I might be imagining things. But uh, the my search results uh, when I've been using Google now, uh, it's been routing me to the commuter rail station in a very lusty, uh, sexy sort of manner. It's telling me to you know hail an Uber where the rough workman hand like hands like the hands of the uh, of the workman who pulls up <laughs> in a horse drawn carriage. Apologizing that he's just come from hewing lumber, his rippling arms sinewing in the in the in the early late spring mist. He smelled somehow somehow of, of rose petals, even though the roses were only in my own imagination. Uh, yes, I'm making fun of the fact that uh, <laughs> news story from uh, from last week. Uh, BuzzFeed uh, talked to uh, Andrew Dye, uh, who uh, a Google software engineer, who along with Oriol Vignal's, uh, ha- they've been working on trying to make uh, the language that Google's uh, software uses to communicate with you more natural. And they decided that the way to do it is to force uh, its machine learning system, its AI, to read 
literally thousands of romance novels. Uh, in the Google app, it's, he said the responses are very factual. Uh, hopefully with this work and future work, you can be more conversational or have a more varied tone or style or register. Romance novels make great training material for AI because they all essentially use the same plot to tell similar stories with different words. words. Quote, girl falls in love with boy, boy falls in love with a different girl, romance, tragedy, unquote, Dai said. By reading thousands of such books, the AI can detect which sentences contain similar meanings and gain a more nuanced understanding of language. Romance novels work better than children's learn to read books since they offer a broad range of linguistic examples for the AI to draw from. Uh, no, I, I don't I don't have my bad joke bell handy. I wish I did because I did make a note here. I'm just going to read this as the note as I wrote it. Uh, quote, could this possibly elevate the quote, I'm feeling lucky button in search results to a whole new level? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I ding! enjoyed writing it. Yeah, I did that for you. There we go. Ding. That's our... Um... <laughs> I'm just glad oh, that I, the, I was sorry. when I saw this uh, story come up on, on our uh, show notes or sh sorry show outline I was just giggling because I was like oh my gosh that is hilarious I can just imagine them like uh, making making AI uh, you know read thousands of romance novels and just kind of <laughs> what it's learning uh, you know I have been noticing that I fall in more and more in love with Google each day and I think this explains <laughs> it I think this explains it. Every time Girl meets I, machine, you know, I girl ask falls a question, in love with yeah. machine. Yeah, we've heard, we've seen this all before, yes, man. Machine doesn't love her back. <laughs> what but happens soon, next? But soon, Let, let's just hope they don't point it to things like you know Reddit and 4chan and places like that. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if I want my AI to be that self-aware that it starts you know just beating me down first thing in the morning. Yeah, see, what, what fascinates one thing that one of the things that fascinates me though is that it's not as though we're joking, but it's not as though there's gonna be you know the boot black tells you to you should probably take the the red line to the they could have just done this and not told anybody about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's it's like if there's it's not that they should be embarrassed by it, but they know that people like us are going to have a bit of sport about this. And I I think that I think that some of these engineers are just fans of romance novels, and they just want they just want to don't want to be be skulking in shame anymore. They want they want to be they wanted to buy three thousand of their favorite romance novels, write it off as an expense. <laughs> and now somewhere in one of these Mountain View libraries, there's just the, the Harlequin romance section separated by gender predilection, time era. Yeah, I want to I think like, it, there's, okay, there's a group of engineers. They've, they've bought these 3,000 romance novels. They've created this amazing library you know, to the art that is romance. And then a manager strolled in and they're like, what? What the heck is this? And like, uh, we're feeding this to to the yeah the AI. We're gonna yeah machine learning. We're gonna run all. This. It's no, we got a plan for all this. There's a, there's a reason all these books are here. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Russell, you and I will be at the Googleplex at MTV, as the cool kids call it, um, for IO because we're gonna be recording an episode there. So maybe maybe we will have to go out and seek this library and get to the bottom of this and find out. Hey, so what's the story behind this? Is, uh, is this something you guys planned for or you just got caught with all these romance no novels and you had to had to find a reason for it? This library exists. We will find it, Yasmin. That, we, that's we my will, vow we'll to find our it. listeners. <laughs> so yes, next week we're going to have a, an amazing show. We're going to record it at 
the Googleplex. We're still going to get you know Andy in because we still want his insight from the outside. We don't want to be completely inside the bubble and just tell you how amazing I, everything is. It's also amazing. I, I, Google I will, is I will so be, awesome. I, will be the I love everything. <laughs> Andy, be <laughs> like, is it? Are you sure it's amazing, or are you just eating too much of that you know free Google food over there? So yes, we will be bringing you that show at the normal time. So we're we're going to record it just after the keynote. Um, you know, we're going to have our impressions. We're going to have all sorts of you know zany activities from from the Plex. And then we'll be bringing that out to you, you know, in your regular stream. Just on a Thursday, I think it normally drops. So that'll be exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, an edited podcast uh, from Russell after he's, you know, been out at the after parties at Google I.O. Uh, Google I.O. all night. So uh, it should be an interesting edit. It'll be <laughs> no, three minutes long. Yeah, and it's going, it was exactly. Amazing. Here we go. Bye. So Thank Google. you. <laughs> Google I.O. was awesome. Sorry. No, we're, uh, again, like we mentioned, we're going to record right after the keynote. So it's all going to be like fresh in our minds, which is probably like a good and bad thing because we're going to be so excited that you'll probably hear that excitement in our voice. But <laughs> But uh, it won't give us any time to really think through anything. So we're just going to be like, this is so awesome. I just rode a Google bicycle and the drones took me here. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 I understand there's a, at least a 20% chance that you two will either be have already injured yourself by trying on your brand new Google VR helmets, or you'll be running to like facility C, which is where you have to go to pick up your new tablets. <laughs> and I might have to, I might have to like just do the, do it as a solo until you guys turn up. And I, but if that, if that happens, I will try to do my best, even though I am but a lowly stable boy and you are the daughter of the Lord of the Manor. We are, <laughs> we mustn't even communicate or even touch. Our love must never be known to anybody, much less the squire who yearns for you, even though he keeps a respectful distance because of his loyalty to his master. Are you training to be a Google AI? <laughs> I'm not going to let this go. I'm going to be still, I, I hopefully we'll get this out of my system by next week, but I'm not making any promises. It's, uh... <laughs> I'm, yes, I'm, I'm writing Google AI slash Vic right now in my head. I just had an idea. So for all those AI engineers listening, you have to get Andy's complete back catalog of every podcast he's been on. So get yes. the Mac Break Weeklies, get yes. the This Week in Text, get the materials, feed those into the AI, and I just want to see what happens like you know to the algorithm I think, I think I think that would I think that would be great because I'll be like on a first date situation and she doesn't know why she's attracted to why she associates me with such <laughs> romance and how, I just I just I just have this voice Something that about his when, voice. when he when he feels as though if he gave me directions someplace I would avoid traffic and if he's going to recommend a restaurant it must become very highly recommended and the news stories that he says I should read are probably up to the minute and from a good factual source i definitely want to see him again even though he's even though he's he's, he's making me pay a separate check because because my drink was more expensive than his fountain drink uh, and yes again like we said we'll be at io we're, i'm going to have my koala camcorder because it has like a funny little cute little hat that makes it look like a koala and we're hoping to get some stories um, from inside Google I.O. so that everyone really gets a feel of what it's like to be at I.O. So if you are at I.O., come over and say hi to us. We're also maybe, possibly, yes, we will have uh, some stickers with us. There's no doubt about it. We're just going to tell you. We're going to have stickers. So if you didn't listen to this episode before I.O., ah, no stickers for you. I'm so sorry. That's what happens when you listen to episode late. We also have one T-shirt, Yasmin. Just one. I mean, some people would say because it didn't fit me and I accidentally ordered both sizes just to see which one would. <laughs> it's a men's large. You know, oh, I don't want to discriminate. Okay. But it just happens to be the one we have. So if you happen to be that size and you happen to see us around, you know, get in, get in early. 
This oh is how much God. Russell cares about you, listeners. He's willing to give you the shirt off his back. <laughs> well, not, not 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 only that, but that means that like he was a large, but now he's actually been working out, doing ab crunches, all all because he knows that Google I/O is coming, and he has to look. Oh my goodness! I, you're 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 looking for a management role some somewhere. <laughs> I'm just gonna stroll into a few I hope meetings. His coworkers and see if I, can aren't, I hope down. his uh, yeah his coworkers aren't listening and, and business partners here. Uh, <laughs> we'll keep that one between ourselves. Shh, don't tell him anyone. Uh, yeah, so we're we're excited to see everyone. We want to thank everyone for listening. Andy, where can people find you and keep up with what you're doing? As usual, if you can spell my last name, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Anatko on Twitter or go to anatko.com, my blog. And that's usually where I post links to uh, where I'm published on the Chicago Sun-Times as my tech uh, columns and stuff like that. And Russell, where can people find you and find you where to find you, find you on IO? Find me, find me, find me at IO. So <laughs> find me, you find can me. find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter. Uh, you can send me Google Plus messages, but I, I will not see them. And I hope to, to see some of you at IO. In fact... By the time this reaches your earlobe, so by the time this is edited and out and, you know, I could well be on a plane as you're listening. So just imagine, you know, Russell in, let's pretend I, I fly first class. I totally do. First class, you know, champagne's flowing. I'm, I'm thinking of you, the listener. <laughs> and I'm at Yasmin Evian on Twitter. And on Wednesday, the day of the keynote, I will be wearing a material shirt, a bright pink material shirt. So go out and uh, look for me and Russell. Come say hi. We, we're going to have some stickers to give you. You could find us at, at Material Podcast on Twitter, and you could find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. Feel free to send us some feedback at materialpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay in material. If it helps you out, listeners, realize that maybe at the time you're listening to this, Russell is on a 14-hour flight. 16. <laughs> 16, but I'm not 16-hour oh flight. I, and, and how many stopovers? Uh, it's, it's two. So no, one, one in Auckland go. and then direct to San Francisco. So it's four hours and then 16 hours. It's good times. So, so listeners, you have angry. every right to be jealous of him once Google I.O. starts. Before then, only have pity and love and sympathy for him. <laughs> if I'm a slave, yeah, yeah, Russell, ask me how long my flight is. I refuse to, Yasmin. Uh, 12 hours? Is it 12 hours? Like, I think it's like two, two, yeah. maybe two hours. Oh, you've got one of those flights <laughs> where you spend longer, like getting ready to go to the airport. Going oh, to yeah, the airport. exactly. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be, I'll actually be spending more time at the airport in, instead of actually in the plane that I'm going to be sitting in. <laughs> but see, unlike you, Yasmin, I have an excuse. Everyone is like, you look a bit jet lag, jet lag. I have jet lag. Anything I say that's no, silly, no. jet lag. <laughs>